podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Betting Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Golf Betting Podcast. It's James Butler, as always, taking you through this one. And as always, it's Dave Tindall, the legendary golf pundit, that's going to be joining me on this show to have a look at the Northern Trust event that's coming up over the next week. But before we get that far, Dave Tindall, and before I get even that far, hello, how are you? Hello. <laughs> yes, I'm very well. How are you? Um, I just wanted to talk to you about what this FedEx Championship, what this Top 125, the Wyndham Championship last week, it cemented the Top 125 in that list what does that all mean yeah so basically it's kind of golf's attempt to have playoffs like other american sports so each tournament throughout the year throughout the season you pick up fedex cup points and then the top 125 make it through to this first event then after this it's whittled down to the top 70 they progress to the bmw championship which takes place next week And then from there, the field is cut again to the final 30 who contest the Tour Championship um, at Eastlake in Atlanta. Uh, So they're this week, next week, and the week after. And the winner there, the winner of the FedEx Cup trophy, just wins a hideous amount of money. It's a good place to be, yes. And then two weeks after that, the US Open, so another busy spell of golf. We're we're at 125. (laughs) So regardless of where your standing is in that list, if you're the 125th, you can still progress at the expense of somebody who's in the top 10, say, can you? Yes, well... The, the top ten are kind of locked in because they can't really fail to get through. But yes, that's the theory. Someone at 125th can have a couple of massive weeks and go on and scoop the lot. Uh, so it's kind of, if you, if you get hot this time of year, it's harder than if you're up there already. But if you get hot right now, then yeah, you've got a great chance of um, making a run and, and getting a big prize. Looking back to last week, Dave, the Wyndham Championship, our, our rider in that was Webb Simpson, wasn't it? And he gave us a good run for our money. He finished up tied third in that competition. And for a while, he looked like he might... Might just make a late run. Yeah, he did okay, didn't he? It wasn't a big old price, but if you'd um, maybe took a bit of each way, I think he was 10s or 12s, then uh, he did the business. He That's the fourth year in a row he's finished in the top three, so absolutely loves that tournament. And um, yeah, didn't quite get the win, but as you say, gave us a run. And we move on to this week, hopefully we can get the winner. Well, his daughter, Wyndham, will be delighted, I'm sure, with his performance last week. I'm sure she gets a bit of extra pocket money as a result of his paycheck. But as you say, we're looking ahead to this week. It's, of course, designed by Arnold Palmer, the TPC in Boston, Massachusetts. The Northern Trust, looking at the top end of the market, Bryson DeChambeau starts his favourite. He's around about 11 or 12s in the market. You've got Justin Thomas there just behind him. Rory McIlroy, John Rahm are around about 14s. Dustin Johnson, 20 to 1. Jason Day, you can get as big as 22s on him. Xander Chaffelet is around about the same price of 22 to 1. Patrick Reed, though, is uh, the first name I'm going to throw into the hat here. Um, he's the defending champion, also won it in 2016. Is that make him a really good play? He's my tip, actually, James. So it's as if we've uh, coordinated on this. You've <laughs> um, set me up set me up perfectly although uh, I can tell you he hasn't named his daughter the Northern Trust even though he perhaps <laughs> has reason to do so looking at a few things on this this tournament's changed its name quite often isn't it so it's probably not the best one to name your daughter after no because <laughs> yeah it, it does I mean that's the thing with Reid you, you kind of look at the event you're thinking well has he won it which one did he win And but it's yeah it's changed name and he has won it twice but not at this course so you think initially oh maybe that's um, that's kind of he's not all he's cracked up to be this week, but actually he's got very good course form at Boston. And he's one of the ones they brought into interview. This is always the kind of raison d'etre of this late podcast on a 
are recorded on a Wednesday afternoon is that we see some of the press conferences and Patrick Reed was one of those as defending champion who was called in. And they asked him, they said, why do you like TPC Boston? And he said, I'm able to use my creative side. And whenever I get to use the creative side, I'm able to get a little more aggressive and play more freely on the golf course. I feel like I've always put it and chipped well here around the bent. And anytime you get bent grass greens, I feel I can attack and get that flat stick hot. So Reed in a good place. He's talked about other things in his press conference, how his game's coming round. Said his putter was nearly there, but I think now the switch to these greens is going to be a big help. And uh, he's a nice price as well. He always gets a little bit underrated, Patrick Reed, because he, he does win these big events. As you say, he's won this one twice. He's won the Masters. He's won a couple of WGCs, one in Mexico earlier this year. And he's 30 to 1. So I thought that was a a really good bet and obviously I, I liked him earlier in the week that was my initial thought but that having added those few quotes and it's like yeah full green light to go with Patrick Reid this week so uh, he's going to be my number one tip You mentioned the fact that players have good memories of courses and what have you in any sport you go back to certain venues and it brings back all those juices flowing from when you were successful there before but even more so I guess in golf isn't it because it some courses suit golfers' games more than uh, than others. Yeah, obviously, what you contrast it with, a snooker, a snooker table is a snooker table. They all have their little quirks, but a golf course is very, uh, very different and there's so many variables. And Patrick Reed seems to like the ones put in front of him here. Another quote um, I've picked up this week, Colin Morikawa, who did us a big favour on this podcast. Yeah, my my boy, isn't he? My boy. Yeah, well done. Yeah, are you going to back Colin again? Put, well, leave some chips on the table. I think it'd be rude not to stick him up again, wouldn't it? Seeing as he did us a favour last time. I think you should just back him every week. You might well do all right. Apparently, there's some weird combination of stats this week that he could go world number one, which seems astonishing. Seeing as he just seems to have be, been around for about six months, but probably won't happen. But it just shows what he's been doing. He's won three times already. He's not played this course, and they asked him about it, and he said, I've heard it's a lot softer compared to other years, so we'll see how that kind of plays out to certain people's advantage. I guess what you can draw a conclusion there is that the big hitters might be favoured in that. If it's softer, the ball's not going to roll too much. If you've backed a short hitter, you might just be feeling a little bit, hmm, maybe it's not ideal. But by contrast, if you like one of the big, big hitting players, I mean, Bryson DeChambeau won here the last time it was used, so the obvious example then the fact that the course is playing soft you might just think yeah that's another tick in the box who else over the last couple of days has said anything noteworthy that makes us uh, maybe look at them a little bit in this market yeah and so i will just mention one in terms of this week's course um there's nothing too uh, dramatic they've had adam scott in they've had um justin thomas but justin thomas said something similar and this this, this takes us back to morikawa wasn't it do you remember it in one of the early podcasts morikawa mentioned that he played harding park when one of the uspgs played that course a number of times mm. well justin thomas because we're in boston he's taken the chance to uh, go and play winged foot which is the US Open venue in a few weeks time Winged foot not too far it's in new york or is it new jersey one of the, one of those New York, actually, New York State. He first time he'd seen it, and, and he he said took the chance to go and play winged foot, get some kind of a recce. And he said, "I absolutely loved it. It's one of my favourite, if not my favourite, course I've ever played." So that's first some statement. I had a quick look at Justin Thomas's U.S. Open price. He's eighteen to one, uh, so you might want to just get that um, in your staking plan because if he 
does win this week and he's won at this course before three years ago, then that 18 to 1 might go. I'll stick that in my memory bank for when we get round to that tournament so I can remind you of that on the podcast at the time. But we, we, I mean, yeah. it seems a bit strange to ask you this when you've already put up a 30 to 1 in Patrick Reed. But is there anybody lower down in the markets that maybe is worth a little bit of an each way flutter? Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at who who wins here, I did read a stat, I think something like 11 of the 15 tournaments played at TPC Boston have, have been won by a player top 15 in the world. So as much as it's nice to try and find some nugget at a massive price, I think if you focus on the big names this week, you've got the best chance of landing the winner. And the fact that that comment I said earlier about the course being a bit softer, I think that might suit Dustin Johnson. So he's going to be my second pick this week. Again, he's played not one on the course, but he's got lots of good form here four or five top tens, a couple of fourths. And he played really, really well at the USPGA. He was runner-up to Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson. Putted really well, which is not something we normally associate with him. So I just think if he can get those putting boots on again, uh, then it'd be hard to stop. And I thought 20 to 1 still seems to be underrating him a little bit because, you know, he's one of the top guys who's kind of a group of them who seem to take it in turns to be world number one. And Dustin Johnson's had his little patch, but he's back to uh, playing some really good golf again. I mean, he won the Travelers Championship not so long ago, runner-up in the first major of the year. You know, what more does he need to do to convince people that he is, again, in that absolute top bracket? And I don't think 20 to 1 says he is. 20 to 1's kind of saying, well, he's not quite. you got some players here at 12s and 14s. So I think DJ should be right in that in that bunch. So 20 to 1, I think, is a bit of value here. So he's my other pick. Well, there we go then. The Northern Trust coming up over the next week. Dave Tindall's two picks for that competition. Dustin Johnson's 20 to 1. Patrick Reed is 30 to 1. And me being me, I'm going to throw in Colin Marikawa at 22 to 1 as well. Dave Tindall, as always, thank you very much indeed. Thanks, James. And uh, good luck with all your bets, whether you follow Dave or whether you go your own way. Gamble responsibly and enjoy the Northern Trust Golf Tournament. Sports Social Podcast Network.